0: Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study.
1: I first of all want us to look at the Word of God again. It is um, Luke chapter 10. We want to read a scripture, and then I would, would, would take it up from various references God has helped us to understand so Luke 10 I want us to read verse 23 Luke
2: 33
1: Luke Luke 10 Luke 10 33 verse 23 and twenty-four. Right. Um Abigail, can you read? Yeah. Uh verse twenty-three and
0: twenty-four. Yes. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately. Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it.
1: Okay, let's go to um, another scripture. Um, Matthew let me see I just want to be sure that so there's another um, reference which I want us to read as well Um, let's see. It is.
2: If you gave me give me a vague gist, I can find it's it. The
1: same is the same scripture.
2: Uh, in the other, uh, the parallel, uh, the, parable of the, good not the parable of the good Samaritan, the uh... Uh,
1: like 10. is that same verse twenty four. There's a parallel scripture in, in First Peter, but it's the scripture in there's another one in um, Matthew which I want us to look at. Yes, Matthew 13. Sorry. I've got it. Matthew 13. Please, if you are there, look at verse 17. Matthew 13. I actually opened it, but I don't know why my eyes don't go to that verse. (laughs) Matthew 13. Look at verse 16 and 17. 13, 16 and 17. Let, Let me read it since I'm there. It says, But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now, let's go. We're just reading the scriptures. Let's go to 1 Peter.
2: Yeah. First Peter, what? Um, is it is it the eyewitness eyewitnesses
1: one?
2: N- I'm, 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 I've I have been eyewitnesses of His Majesty that that verse.
1: Um, yes, First Peter one. Start reading from verse
2: ten. Did you mean Second Peter or First? Peter? No,
1: First Peter, First Peter chapter one. First Peter one, from verse ten, and you read it down to verse thirteen.
2: Uh, of um, of this uh, salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, yes, of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who who is in them, was indicated when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. And the glories that would follow. To mm. them, it was revealed that not to themselves, but, but to us, they were ministering these things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the salvation of Jesus Christ.
1: Let me read verse 14. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lost as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. So now let us, why are we reading these scriptures? If you look at that, Luke chapter 10 verse, um, verse 23 and 24. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus turned to his disciples. Remember, before now, Jesus had sent out his disciples. They had gone to preach, cast out demons, do all these things. And when they they came back to give Jesus' report, and it was very amazing, you know, they were rejoicing. You know, in verse 17. Then the seventy returned, with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us in your name. You know, and all that. And then Jesus now mentioned something. Jesus mentioned something very important. Um, he said, Blessed are the, are the eyes which see the things you see. Do you understand? The Bible is telling us, Jesus is pronounced telling us something very critical here. He said, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. Why are these eyes blessed? He said, for I tell you, many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Beloved brethren, the first thing Jesus is telling us is that hearing him having the salvation that is in Christ Jesus the Bible is saying it is a blessing and, the, and Jesus is saying very clearly blessed are the eyes which see the things you see I want you to appreciate this great opportunity we have in our lifetime to have an opportunity to fellowship with our father do you do you notice that this way Jesus was talking to disciples here the disciples have been relating with Jesus they've been fellowshipping with him they had close contact with him he had the opportunity to send them on ministerial assignments gave them work to do, and they did it. And the Bible now said, in that verse 23, Jesus turned to his disciples and said privately, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. And I just want to challenge our hearts that we should be privileged, we are blessed, Because we have opportunity to look into the fundamentals and the principles surrounding our salvation. It's a great blessing, beloved brethren. Let's not take it for granted. Because verse 24 tells us, Prophets, righteous men of old, have desired to partake of this insight and revelation we are getting. But they did not see it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I pray God to give us understanding. The fact that you can look at the word of God and understand it and the, the Holy Spirit is enlightening your eyes. The fact that you appreciate that Jesus died for your sins and you are following him in obedience. It is a great blessing, beloved brethren. Men of old, righteous men, wanted to have this kind of experience, but they didn't get it. That was why we read the scripture in Matthew 13. Look at Matthew 13. I want us to go there. Matthew 13. Jesus had just speaking, finished speaking the parables to the disciples. Look at verse 10. Jesus talked about the parable of the sower in that Matthew 13. And then verse 10. The disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? So Jesus was talking to the multitude. But he had been talking to them in parables. And he he told them the parable of the sower. Do you understand? And Jesus answered in verse 11. He said said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but to them it has not been given. Beloved brethren, first of all, we must thank God and keep thanking Him that God in His mercy has allowed us to look into divine truths. It is a great blessing that God, in his mercy, is allowing us to behold divine, heavenly truths. Look at verse 16. Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, blessed are your eyes for they see, and your ears for they hear, For verily verily or assuredly I say to you many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it we are not talking about sinners who will not appreciate and understand the principles of God the Bible is mentioning to us prophets and righteous men holy people wanted to know the things we know and they didn't have the they did not have the opportunity God did not allow it for them do you understand it's not that they did anything wrong if they were people to see the truth of the word of God God would gladly show them but God said no these things are not for you they are for us And God, in his mercy, has not kept the truth of his word from us. Beloved brethren, it is a great blessing. Please, don't take this blessing for granted. You know, as I looked at this scripture, I was asking, I said, but God, why is it that in your mercy, you've allowed us to see the truth of salvation? You've allowed us to come into a loving dependent relationship in you and i saw that god in his mercy has allowed it first of all it's not because of what we are doing it's not because we are the most holy people do you know look at verse 17 righteous men the bible said they desired do you know if isaiah was here now he will tell you how i wish I had the Bible. You know, these brethren did not have the Bible. You know, Isaiah, you know Jeremiah. You know um Daniel. They did not have the Bible. They only had scrolls, parchments, they had to be reading. There was no Bible. They did not have direct access. You understand? The Bible is telling us that these men, they longed to be able to sit down with the word of God and discuss scriptures the way we are discussing. They longed for it. They desired it. You understand? They desired it. But God did not allow it for them. And here we are. We have opportunity to do it we should not take it for granted may god give us understanding now look at look at the explanation to that to what we have been discussing just look at that first peter chapter the first peter scripture we read sorry First Peter one. Now, th- this is the direct explanation. Why is it that our forefathers in the faith, men of old, why was it that they did not have access and we have it? Now look at let's read it. The Bible is saying. I'll read it from verse 8. It says, Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory. Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired. And search carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow. To them it was revealed. That not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Therefore, grade your, grade up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, beloved brethren, let's expound on those scriptures. Look at what the Bible is saying from verse 10. From verse 9, it says, Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation, so the salvation you have received, the salvation you've entered, the relationship we have with the Lord Jesus, of this salvation, the prophets inquired and searched carefully. So, beloved brethren, you, do, do we remember prophecies men of old prophesied regarding the salvation we've received? Let's remember some of those prophecies together. Can we can we remember any of those prophecies that men of old mentioned regarding our salvation in the last days? Do you remember any of those prophecies,
0: Daniel?
1: Yes. So, what did Daniel prophesy? It's uh,
0: all about what will happen in Revelation.
1: In the last days, yes. Yeah. Daniel talked about the times of when the times of the Gentiles will be fulfilled. Huh? Maybe we should we should look at other prophecies. Do you remember Joel? What did Joel prophesy? What did Joel prophesy? Joel prophesied that in the last days, oh, happened.
2: Because
1: eh? says so the sons will turn to their fathers, in the sons. exactly, the spirit of the Lord will fall, isn't it, upon all flesh? Eh, and the old men will do what? That claim man. dreams. Yeah. Do you remember that prophecy? And then the young men will do what? They will see visions. Do you remember that prophecy?
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Very powerful. Let me read it. I'm just reading the one Peter, the part of the prophecy Peter, Peter prophet, Peter said. This was Joel. He said, and it will come to pass. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 17. This is Peter quoting one of those prophecies. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Hmm? Blood and fire and vapors of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness. The moon into blood before the great, the coming of the great announcement day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God, in his mercy, is already bringing this prophecy to pass. In the last days, he shall pour out a spirit of all flesh. The Bible is talking about men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams. These are part of the things men of old prophesied of our salvation. They did not see it. God only used them to talk about it ahead of time for us. They were not meant to partake in it. We are the partakers of it. But God said, your job is to go, God told the prophets, your job is to go and prophesy about these things. But you are saying it's not for yourselves, but for the future. So if you go to that Acts chapter 1, uh, sorry, um, First Peter chapter 1, the Bible said in verse um, 10, it said of, the sal- of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? So they had prophesied. That Jesus was going to come back. Jesus, do you remember what Isaiah... What was Isaiah's prophecy about Jesus? He, there's quite a few of Isaiah. prophecies. Yes, there are so many of them.
2: The, you, you've got Isaiah 9, 6. The son is one, the son is given. He should be called wonderful good. Yeah, you see, you've got that one.
1: Yes, let's go there. Let's read some of them. Let's remind our hearts yeah, of best. some of these great prophecies. Yes, we... which. Other which are the Isaiah prophecies about Jesus?
2: You've got Isaiah 53.
1: So, Isaiah 53, what did it
2: say? Um, Go there. Who has believed our report and to
1: whom has been? Yes, yes. Look at it. Who has believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. And as a root out of dry ground, he has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised. We did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smithsaken by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Hallelujah. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. Do you see? This was talking about Jesus. But Isaiah did not experience this. He was prophesying this for us. Beloved brethren, look at how God's mercy is so great towards us. God was prophesying great things for us and the people who gave the prophecy they were not partaking of it is that not God's mercy now let's remind ourselves which other which other prophecies was mentioned about Jesus in fact if you read down the bible talks about he was oppressed he was afflicted yet he opened up his mouth he was led as lamb to the slaughter as a sheep before his shearers, so he opened not his mouth. You know, all that was talking about Jesus and what Jesus did for me and you on the cross. Is that not a great mercy? Is that not something wonderful? And our prophets of old prophesied about these things. And they prophesied of the grace that would come to us. It was is wonderful. Let's look at it. That first Peter chapter one. It says in verse um twelve. No verse eleven. So I'll take from verse ten. It says, Of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that will come to you. Do you see? We've just read some of the grace that will come to us. isn't it in Isaiah. He now said, searching what and what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them was indicated when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that will follow. Do you see what Isaiah was saying? The sufferings of Christ. Do you see everything spelled out there? Now, look at verse 12. He says, to them it was revealed that not for themselves, but to us. So all those prophecies, God was mentioning it through Isaiah and the prophets of old for us. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Please, beloved brethren, why are we looking at this God is telling us these great blessings, we must not take it for granted. He said they were satisfied of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that will follow. To them, it was revealed, not for themselves, but to us. They were ministering things, they prophesied about things which now has been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you. By the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Do you see? Even angels. Oh, this is wonderful. Even angels desired to look into the salvation. They desired it. Do you see what the Bible is saying? They desired it. Now. Look at verse 13. Very interesting. Therefore. you you saying Isaiah? No, Peter. First Peter. Chapter first one. Peter. Yes, chapter 1, verse 13. Look at. Right. So, look 1 Peter. At, yes, 13. 13. Yes. So, look at, look at verse 13. He says, therefore. Why did the verse 13 start with, therefore? like we always say, therefore means examine what has happened before. Consequent upon what has happened before, you need to take note. So because God has blessed us with these great blessings of salvation, because God has prophesied about Jesus coming for my salvation and for your salvation, and God used people, prophets of old, who wanted to See it for themselves. But they did not see it. God did not allow them. Those great blessings were for us. What's the Bible now telling us in verse 13? Therefore. Therefore do what? Because of these great blessings. The Bible is saying. Get up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And rest your hope. Fully. Upon the grace that is to bro- is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus, let's read that from another translation. Look at the Bible. I will read. Amplified. Yes, Amplified, verse thirteen. So, verse thirteen says, "So brace up your minds. Yes,
0: circumspect, morally alert." Set your hope wholly and unchangeably on the grace, divine favor that is coming to you when Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is revealed.
1: Mm. Do you see what the words amplified used there? He said, Brace up your minds, be sober, circumspect, morally alert. Why is God telling us to be, more, to be sober? and be alert, is because if we are not sober and alert, we will lose these blessings. He said, brace up your mind. Be sober. Be alert. He now said, set your hope wholly, unchangeably, on the grace that has come to you. If you are not sober, if you are not alert, you cannot set your mind on this grace. You cannot set your hope on this grace. He said, set your hope. What does it mean to set? Position, fix your hope on this grace. It's a great blessing God has given us. We have to set our whole heart on it. We have to set our whole hope on it. He said, set your hope unchangeably. Do not allow your hope to change. Be conscious of it, beloved brethren. Do not allow this great hope you have in Jesus to change. Set your hope in the grace that is coming to you when Jesus Christ the Messiah is revealed. Beloved brethren, Jesus is coming back. We have no option but to set our hope in it. We have no option but to fix our heart on Jesus. Because of this great blessing, because of this great blessing, God is telling you, set your hope in it. I pray God gives you understanding that you have nothing in this world but Jesus. There is no hope anywhere else but in Jesus. I remember some weeks ago, remember, Jesus reminded us. I don't know if it was on this platform, that the Jesus uh, the Bible reminded us, is it first um Corinthians chapter fifteen? It said, If in this world only you have hope, you are of all men most miserable. Should we read it? Let me read let me look for that scripture. First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Look at it. First Corinthians 15, verse 19. Oh, wonderful. You know, these are some of the scriptures that you read that will encourage your heart to be hopeful in Jesus. Better, can you read it for us? First Corinthians 15, verse 19.
0: If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Ah! Goodness
1: me. I thank God for his mercy. If in this life only you have hope in Christ, we are of all men, of all women, the most pitiable. What does Amplified say? Please, can you read it? Amplified. First Corinthians 15 verse
0: 19. 1 Corinthians 15,
1: 9. Yes. If we who are abiding in Christ
0: have hope only in this life, and that is all, then we are
1: of all people most miserable to be If only in this life, and beloved brethren, even in this life we have hope in Christ. But it is not only in this life. If only in this life you have hope in Christ, actually start crying. Actually, just be miserable if only in this life. But, beloved brethren, our hope in Christ is not only in this life. Our hope in Christ is not only for this world, our hope in Christ is beyond this world. Can we read it from the message?
0: Um. Yeah. thing. Yes. Uh. Yeah. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. But the truth is that Christ has been raised up, the first uh, in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries.
1: Please read read that first part slowly, Abigail. <laughs> oh yes.
0: If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short
1: years. Excuse me, stop, just pause there. If only all we get eh, is a little short inspiration from a few years. And how many years can you live maximum in this world? 120. 120. A, a better, can you tell me how many people you know? that i've lived hundred and twenty nada zero eh Sorry. beloved brethren i operated on, on a hundred year old woman some time ago and everybody was treating her like an egg of course and look at what the bible calls it. a, sh- a few short years oh no 100 years in the eyes of eternity in the eyes of our work with Jesus in the eyes of our relationship with God a hundred years is a few short years I tell you it's a few short years and if you're following Jesus is only for a hundred years start crying you are of, of all men most reasonable. You should start crying. You are going to be. You should be pitied. If you're following Jesus, the advantage of following Jesus is only so that you can be excited about Jesus. Only for this life. Only for a hundred and twenty years. Excuse me. Start crying. That's what the Bible says. Excuse me. Even if you live to be Methuselah. 969 years and it was only 969 years your joy in Christ is fulfilled please can I tell you also cry it's a waste our life is not our hope in Jesus is not only for this life look at how the message put it you are a sorry lot. Abigail, read it again, please.
0: <laughs> yeah. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. Ah!
1: What does it mean to be a sorry lot? <laughs> eh? Please, um, people who are good in English, explain. What does it mean to be a sorry lot?
0: Miserable.
1: You are a miserable lot. pitiful lot. Every time they see you, you should be pitied. Eh? Because our hope in Christ is not only for 900 years. It's not only for 969 years. That is the oldest man that lived. It's still only for a thousand years. Because if it's only for a thousand years, I'm telling you, it's better not to follow Jesus. It's a waste. We, have, we will become a sorry lot. But beloved brethren, we know uh, following Jesus is not just for those few short years. It's for years and eternity and eternity ongoing. I'm praying that God will give you hope. Let's go back to that first Peter again and then we'll round up. First Peter, the Bible is saying, Therefore, first Peter 13, it says, Therefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober, and set your hope fully. Upon the grace that is brought to you. At the revelation of Jesus. Verse 14. As obedient children. Do you see the therefore extending? The Bible is saying. Guard up your minds. Because of this great hope. But also. As obedient children. Not conforming yourselves. To the former loss As in your ignorance. Because. We have this great blessing in Jesus. The Bible is saying be alert so that you can set your heart fully on him but also be obedient children. Be obedient to his word. Be obedient to the will of Christ. Be obedient to his instruction. Look for ways of how you will follow Jesus and be obedient to him because of this great hope. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will help us. Those who will challenge us to appreciate this great blessing we have in Jesus so that we can set our heart fully on this, on Christ. I pray the Lord will help us. So we'll stop here. We'll make this our prayer point.
0: Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m.